Amen. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Oh, y'all got to do better. Merry Christmas. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, we had an incredible time last Sunday night uh, kicking off the Christmas season with our worship team. If you were here, uh, I know you were blessed, and there were many who joined us online as well. But I'm so grateful for our worship team last weekend and for leading us this morning uh, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the one who is worthy uh, of, of going and telling it on the mountains, over the hills, and everywhere. And this morning, we are going to make much of Jesus. We have been in the book of Isaiah for the last couple of weeks, Isaiah chapter 7, as we looked at Emmanuel, a prophecy out of Isaiah chapter 7. The, the prophet Isaiah says to King Ahaz, this will be a sign to you. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Emmanuel. That name Emmanuel means God with us. We looked at what that meant in our lives, and last week we looked at the reality, the fact that Emmanuel is a king. Emmanuel is, is not just uh, one who would come to be with us, but he would come to rule and to reign, and Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, and Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Last week we looked out of Revelation that says he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Jesus Christ is King Jesus. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And we celebrate that fact this morning. We looked at Isaiah chapter 9, another prophecy from Isaiah. Uh, and he says this. I'm going to read verses 2 and 6 out of Isaiah chapter 9. It says in verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. We're going to talk about just two words this morning from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor. We're going to talk about just what it is that makes him Wonderful, this morning. We're going to talk about what it is that makes him our counselor this morning. And the question is, is he wonderful to you and are you allowing him to be your counselor? So let's pray and then we'll get into God's word together. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you are Emmanuel, Jesus. You are God from eternity past, from the very beginning of creation, you were there. Through you, everything that has been made was made, and in you, everything is held together and has its being. You are God. And Jesus, we thank you that you came to be with us. You put on human flesh, as we sang this morning, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail incarnate deity. Jesus, you are God who put on human flesh, who made your dwelling among us. And your word tells us that you now sit at the right hand of the Father and you live to intercede on our behalf. Jesus, we thank you. And Jesus, we also recognize that you are king of kings and one day you will come to rule and reign in a literal kingdom on this earth and you will make every wrong right. And so we worship you as king. We give you glory and honor. We submit our lives to you. Speak through your word this morning. We pray in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. 
All right. Hey, let me tell you one more thing before I get into the message. Sunday, December 27th. Sunday, December 27th, the Sunday right after Christmas, uh, we're going to be doing an online service only that day, church at home. Um, and so our service will be streamed online. All the places uh, where you have watched the service in the past when we were at home for months and months and months. Um, but we'll be doing church at home that Sunday. More information in the weeks ahead. Um, but I wanted to let you know about that. Um, well, we are here in Isaiah chapter 9, and we're talking about the one who is wonderful and the one who is counselor. So the question this morning is, what makes him wonderful? We used to sing a song. Some of y'all will know this song. Some of y'all will not know this song, but it just says, his name is wonderful. Y'all know this one? His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord, he is the mighty king, master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus, my Lord. We'll cut it off there. His name is wonderful. What makes the name of Jesus so wonderful? Psalm chapter 66 Verse 5 says this, come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. And I want you to read with me Psalm 86, verse 10. It'll be right here on the screen. Read this out loud with me. For you are great and perform wonders. You alone are God. He is great. He performs wonders read that his acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. He is wonderful. That word wonderful uh, literally means full of wonder, right? To, to, to wonder at something, to be awe-inspired, to be overwhelmed with the greatness, with the magnitude, with the power of something. Do you, do you remember a time in your life when you were filled with wonder? I remember the first time uh, as, a, as a young person, I was probably uh, 15 or 16 years old, and I went on a vacation with my family to Yellowstone National Park. And we, we drove through the Grand Teton Mountains and into Yellowstone, and I remember being filled with wonder. These incredible mountains and waterfalls and glacial lakes I mean, it was overwhelming. It made you feel small. I, I grew up in Florida, and there are no mountains here except for like Space Mountain, I guess, and, you know, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. But man, to, to look at this incredible creation, to be filled with awe and wonder. Scripture says that he is wonderful. He's wonderful, uh, and his de creation declares that he is wonderful. As I think about things in my life, things that I've seen and places that I've been, and being filled with awe and wonder, it's, it's so clear when we see all that God has made that he is wonderful. He is the creator of all things. So I want us to try something together, okay? So you're going to just raise your hand. We're going to do an either-or scenario here. You're going to raise your hand for whichever one you prefer. So here's the first one. Do you prefer 
the beach or the mountain? So raise your hand for beach, all the beach people. Okay, great. Now all the mountain people, raise your hands. Okay, good. Yeah, we went out of woo for the mountains. Cool. Okay, how about this one? A starry night sky or a beautiful blue sky in the daytime. So starry night, put your hand up for the starry night sky, okay. How about the beautiful blue daytime sky? All right, good, good, good. Hey, here's something really cool. Um, so there is going to be a Christmas star this year. Have you guys seen this? There, so there's a conjecture of the planet's uh, Venus and Saturn, and they're going to get really close together, and as a result, it's going to be a really bright star in the night sky, and they call it the Christmas star, and in fact, there hasn't been a Christmas star like this in 800 years, in over 800 years, so starting December 21st and kind of all the way through the Christmas season, you can look up in the sky and see the Christmas star. I, I think that's really cool in 2020. We need a little, <laughs> a little light this season. But the starry night sky, beautiful blue skies. All right, how about this one? The sound of rain or the sound of, nope, we're not going to use that. Yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, the sound of rain or the sound of crashing waves. So how many kind of the pitter-patter of rain, you like that sound? Okay. And then how about crashing waves? All right, good, good. I'm sure this means something about all of us, you know. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychologist, but... Uh, here's the last one. The smell of fire on a cold night or the smell of jasmine blossoms in springtime. So smell of fire on a cold night. All right, smell of jasmine blossoms in the springtime. Okay, good. So here, here's what's cool about all of this. The mountains and the beach, the sound of rain, the sound of crashing waves, the smell of fire or the smell of fresh flowers, the sight of a blue sky or the sight of a starry night, the feel of, of sand under our feet or soft grass. God created all of those things. He, he created our five senses, everything that we see and experience and enjoy, we enjoy because he created them for our enjoyment. And his creation declares that he is wonderful. He is a God who has done great things and all of the things that God created are being held together in Jesus Christ. He holds all things together. Psalm 19 verses 1 and 2 say this. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate knowledge. Is he wonderful to you? When you look at all that he's done, all that he's made, is he wonderful to you? Do you just ever take a minute to let it all sink in? Is he wonderful to you? The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. I'm going to read Colossians 1, 15 and 16. He, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have, be, have been created through him and for him. He is the creator of all things. He holds all things together. 
not only the physical world, but this scripture says dominions and rulers are in authorities. The, the spiritual forces of this world were created by him, and he reigns and rules over them. Is he wonderful to you? Wonderful in his creation, wonderful in all that he has made. Is he wonderful to you this morning? He is a great creator, but not only is he wonderful in his creation, he is also wonderful in his love for us. Psalm 17, verse 7 says this, Display the wonders of your faithful love, Savior of all who seek refuge from those who rebel against your right hand. Now, I want you to read this one with me, Psalm 136, verse 4. Ready? Here we go. He alone does great wonders. His faithful love endures forever. He's wonderful in his creation and the power of who he is. As we've been in this study of the names of God, we looked at the name Elohim, the almighty creator, and he is wonderful in his creation. But not only is he wonderful in his creation, he is wonderful in his love for us. His love endures forever to all generations. David says, display the wonders of your faithful love. As we look at his love, as we think about his love, we should be filled with wonder. His love declares that he is wonderful. The question is, is he wonderful to you this morning? As I think about this idea of of the God who is the creator and the God who is the great lover of our soul. I think of the book of Psalms because over and over David puts words to these ideas of God's great love and his great power. And I love Psalm 139. It kind of ties these ideas together. The, the wonderful creator who wonderfully loves us. And I want to read several verses to you. And as I read this, I, I just want to let you Soak this in. Let this be God's word to you this morning because it is God's word to you this morning. Listen what the psalmist says. Lord, you have searched me and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up, you understand my thoughts from far away. Nobody knows you like the Lord does. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Have you ever wondered if anybody notices? He notices all your ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You've encircled me. You've placed your hand on me. That hand of encouragement. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It's too Wonderful for me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I fly on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the western horizon, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me. And the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are just alike to you. 
before it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, wonderful, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret. When I was formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast the sum is. If I counted them up, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. Is his love wonderful to you? The God who formed you in your mother's womb. The God who knows your thoughts. The good ones and the bad ones. The God who thinks about you. David says, how wonderful are your thoughts to me. If I, if I tried to count them up, they would be more than the sand. You have a God who knows you and loves you and sees you, a God who created you and made you. Is he wonderful to you? Isaiah says, for unto you a child will be born, unto you a son will be given, the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Not only is he wonderful, but he is also our counselor. Listen to what David says about the counsel of the Lord. Psalm 16, verse 7, I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night, at night when my thoughts trouble me. Do you know that there are some things that you can only say to the Lord? David says, hey, at night... When my thoughts are keeping me up, when I can't sleep, when I'm struggling with things that I don't want to admit to anybody else, it is the Lord who counsels me. Have you ever had one of those nights where you just couldn't sleep and finally you just started praying and the Lord met you? He is our counselor. In our darkest days, in our darkest nights, he is the one who counsels us when we cry out to him in distress. He meets us. He listens and he comforts us in all our troubles. Psalm 25, verse 14, David says this, The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he reveals his covenant to them. Do you fear him? Do you honor him? Do you give him his rightful place in your life so that he can be your counselor? Is he your counselor this morning? He wants to be. He wants to be your counselor. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, this is God speaking to us. I will instruct you and show you the way to go. Any of y'all need to know the way to go? <laughs> I do. So many times in my life. He says, I will instruct you and show you the way to go with my eye on you. I will give you counsel. Here's the good thing about our king. 
He is a wonderful counselor. When we don't know where to go, he knows. He knows better than we do. He knows what's best for us, and he wants what's best for us, and he has the power to pull it off. Our days were numbered. We just read a moment ago before we even breathed our first breath because he knows what's best for us. Let him be your counselor. He wants to be your counselor. Psalm 33 verse 11 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. That's the kind of counsel I want. Right? I, I don't want the kind of counsel that, that changes today and tomorrow. And if you come back, well, you know, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. On the other hand, listen to this. Psalm 33.10, the, ver the verse just before that one. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. If we are not listening to God's counsel, we are getting bad advice. Have any, has anybody ever gotten bad advice? Just to, come on, put your hand up if you've ever gotten some bad advice. Oh, man, I could give you a list of bad advice that I've gotten when Brooke and I first got married, we bought a house. We should not have bought a house. But somebody said, no, 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 you got to buy a house. Got to buy a house. We bought a house kind of right at the, right before everything just, you know. Everybody was getting bad advice. Oh, oh, you only make $3,000 a month. Well, you should definitely get a mortgage that costs you $3,000 a month. <laughs> That's just what you need. And I can get it for you. Gotten bad financial advice. Some of us have gotten bad relationship advice. You show her who's boss, they told you. That was not a good idea. <laughs> right? I mean, we've gotten bad advice in so many areas of our life. Counsel of the Lord stands forever. He is a wonderful counselor. How does he counsel us? Well, he counsels us through his word. Psalm 119 says, your decrees are my delight and my counselors. His decrees are his word recorded in scripture. The Bible is God's word. It is inspired. It is inerrant. It is infallible. It is God's word to us, and he counsels us through his word. And sometimes we read scripture and we say, eh, I don't really like that. Well, it doesn't really matter because the counsel of the Lord stands forever. And if you're getting your counsel from anywhere else, you're getting bad advice. He counsels us through his word. So grateful for God's word. So grateful for the encouragement of God's word in my life. But those of us who have called on the name of Jesus have received the Holy Spirit in our lives, and he counsels us through his spirit. In fact, in John 14, says this, I will ask the Father, Jesus is telling his disciples, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth, and the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him, but you do know him. 
because he remains with you and will be in you. Verse 26, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit counsels us. He counsels us by helping us to understand the counsel of God's word. He counsels us through his presence and power in our lives. So are you allowing the Lord to be your counselor? Is he wonderful to you? Is he your counselor? Look, it is so critical in our lives that we listen to God's voice. We live in the information age. Everything is just an online search away. We can find out on WebMD anything that has ever ailed us or stricken us. We can find out what that little red dot on our hand means, and all of a sudden we think we are medical doctors and we have diagnosed ourselves. Turns out it was just an ant bite, but you know. You can go on YouTube and you can find out how to fix anything. I YouTube things all the time and work on my car and, and work on things at my house. Right now I've got I've to repair my sprinklers. One of my solenoids and valves is bad, so yesterday I was watching the YouTube videos to figure out how to do it, and probably uh, this afternoon or Monday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of business. Because you can, I mean, it's all there. The information is there. You can find it all out. And because information is so readily available to us, we think we're so smart. I'll just Google that. Are you letting the Lord be your counselor? Because there are definitely some areas of your life where Google is not going to cut it. Are you letting the Lord be your counselor? He is a wonderful counselor. And you know what? Sometimes we try to counsel God, don't we? <laughs> uh, hey, God, um, I'm not sure what you're doing there, but you may want to reconsider Got a better plan. This morning, the message is not deep. It's pretty simple. He is wonderful. The question is, is he wonderful to you? And he wants to be your counselor, and he is a wonderful counselor, but are you allowing him to be your counselor. As we close, I want to read a couple of verses out of Romans 11. And then I want us to just respond through worship this morning. And I want us to leave this morning being reminded that he is wonderful. And I want us to leave filled with wonder at who he is. And I want us to be reminded this morning that he is a wonderful counselor, and I want us to leave seeking his 
counsel. So here's what Romans 11, 33 through 36 says. Oh, the deep, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? And who has ever given to God that he should be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Because he is a wonderful counselor. This morning, he is worthy of it all. He is wonderful. Why don't you pray with me? Oh, Lord, remind us this morning that you are wonderful. Lord, remind us that there is no one like you. Lord, remind us that there is no one besides you. Lord, that there is none who is able to give you counsel because you are the wonderful counselor. Lord, you are the one who created all things and by you everything is held together and has its being. You are wonderful. And Lord, beyond that, your love is wonderful for us and to us. Lord, you know what's best for us and you want what's best for us and yet we turn to other counselors so many times. And so Lord, I pray this morning through this simple message that you would remind us of who you are, our wonderful counselor. Lord, let us submit and surrender to your counsel in our lives. Let us be filled with wonder and awe for who you are. We pray that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you to stand up, and we're just going to sing to our wonderful counselor to declare his worth. We're going to declare that he is wonderful. And as we sing, if you want to come and pray, maybe there's an area where you need his counsel in your life. You can come and seek him this morning. Look, the reason we sometimes come down here to the front and pray instead of just praying where we're seated is because there's something about that kind of stepping out of your comfort zone. There's, a, there's like a physical expression of surrender in that. Maybe you need to do that this morning. Maybe you need to just come declare that he is wonderful to you this morning. If anyone is here this morning and would say, I, I, I need to know more about Jesus. I need to know more about this wonderful counselor. I would love to pray with you this morning and show you how you can know him as Savior.
But as we sing, let's sing with hearts focused on our wonderful counselor this morning.